Hey everyone, and welcome to the Rookie Life Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Prophet, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today for episode number 38. Okay, so today I want to talk all about time management and how you can accomplish your goals when you've got a lot of things going on in your life. Because let's be honest, we're all quote unquote busy. And I'm talking about busy with the capital B-U-S-Y exclamation point, right? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, because I get it too. We're all busy. We have family. We have jobs. We have goals. We have houses to clean. Like, we have all kinds of stuff going on. But I've come to realize that if you really, really want something, whether it's to lose weight or write a book or save money and get out of debt or heck, even start your own podcast, it takes time and prioritization. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to dive deep into some time management skills that I've acquired and how one simple thing that I've done in the last six months has increased my productivity like tenfold, easily, easily increased it tenfold. But if you're brand new to the rookie life, welcome. Let me tell you about some of the other fun things we talk about here on the podcast. We focus on what it means to start something new, even when you have no idea where to begin, how to develop new skills in all areas of your life, and how to find that it factor that'll keep you motivated every single day. So join us as we dive headfirst into what it means to be a rookie. Come on, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. Hey, you. Yeah. You. Yes. Yes, I'm talking to you. Do you see? Yeah. Okay. So are you looking to start a podcast in 2019, but you're thinking, I don't know what I'd talk about. Like, I have no idea even where to get started. Don't, 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 don't even let that thought overwhelm you because guess what? I've done all the work for you. I've actually created a workbook that has 500 podcast ideas for any industry. That's right, 500. Actually, it's over 500. I think it's like 554 for any kind of podcast. I specifically created this tool for entrepreneurs who aren't sure if podcasting is right for them. They say, well, I have a blank, insert any kind of industry, business. Will a podcast work for me? My answer, 99.99999% of the time is yes, a podcast will totally work for that kind of business. So let's say you're in personal finance or real estate or business or marketing or technology or beauty and fashion or pet services or life coaching or parenting or any other number of industries. I've got you covered. Let me show you some podcast ideas that I have for you to get started. You can go to crystalprofit.com slash 500 podcast ideas. That's crystal with a K, profit with two F's and two T's. Crystalprofit.com slash 500 podcast ideas. And you can grab this free, 100% free download today. 
Hey rookies, and welcome back to episode number 38. Before we get into today's show, I wanted to remind you of a couple of things. The first is that we always provide the show notes for each episode. So if you're interested in learning more about any of our guests, then please visit crystalprofit.com slash podcast. That's crystal with a K, profit with two F's and two T's, and check out the show notes for this week's episode. You'll also find social media links for any of our guests so you can continue to follow them on their journeys. The next thing I wanted to remind you is to be sure and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. There are some really exciting things coming up around the corner and I can't wait to share them with you. And while you're at it, please rate and review the show on iTunes. We just did another giveaway and y'all, these things are just so much fun. I can't wait to just keep doing more of them. We're going to keep choosing random reviewers to receive some really cool Rookie Life merchandise. And here's what you have to do to be considered for the drawing. You can leave a star rating between one and five stars, but you have to leave a comment in order to be considered for one of our prizes. So here are some things that you can do. You can tell other people what you think of the show. You can tell me topics that you want us to hear us talk about here on the podcast, or you can just leave a comment on which episode is your favorite but you have to leave a comment to be considered for one of the drawings. I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to get some really cool stuff because who knows what the prize will be next time. Okay, now that we've gotten all the business side of things out of the way, let's talk about time management and prioritization. Okay, so let's chat a little bit about time management. So I did this seminar in college that was the seven habits of highly effective college students. And my mom, being the avid reader that she is, like I already was familiar with the concept because she's been in multiple sales positions over the years and there were always business books that were suggested to her by either upper management or people that she looked up to. And um, this was one of those books that I was familiar with because she had read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So the concept was there. And then whenever this, it was a free seminar, like on a Saturday or something, which is saying something for college students. But I lived on campus and I was always in the student center anyway. And so I thought, why not? I'll go ahead and take it. And um, it's just something that really has like stuck with me over the years. And I believe it's helped me in prioritizing things that I want to happen because I mean, I'm just like you, right? Like I said in the intro, like we're all busy. We all have things going on. We have families, we have kids, we have birthday parties and dinners and careers and just all kinds of things that we have to keep up with. Seeing friends, seeing family, taking kids to birthday parties, you know, going to activities, going to soccer practice, all the things, right? Hanging out on social media to get more clients or building your email list, right? We're just, we're busy. I totally, totally get it. But I really want to mention time management because at the end of the day, Like, what's that saying? Like, if you're not running the day, the day's running you. Like, and it's one of those, like, tough love things that I feel like we need to talk about because I have people 
ask me all the time, like, well, you know, where do you find time to do podcasting? How can you create videos or blog posts? Or how do you go work out three days a week? And how do you do this all consistently? And the truth is, it's because I've made time for it. I I have to, because otherwise it wouldn't happen. You're right. I, you know, if I sat around and watched Netflix all the time and didn't really care about any of this stuff getting done, then it wouldn't get done. But having the skills that I have today and this, like right now in this moment, it's not something that I just woke up and said, hey, I'm going to be organized today. I'm going to know exactly what I need to do with my time every single minute of the day. No, that's that's not all how it happens. But it has been something that I've dabbled in many ways over the years But it's something that I recently got really serious about because I decided I want to take myself a lot more seriously as an entrepreneur and an online business owner. And I also still want to be a stay-at-home mom. So it's been a challenge, to say the least, um, to figure out what that schedule looks like and how it works best for me and my family. But I definitely want to share with you today these habits that I have adapted from Seven Habits of Highly Effective People because I see the merit in doing these seven really basic things. And I say that they're basic because that's what they are. They're just fundamental beliefs that you have to have about your schedule and about what you do with your life. But I really want you to take into consideration not just your professional life. I want you to think about it as a whole. Like I don't really believe in the whole work-life balance. I believe that you work and you have a life and those balance each other out. I hope that makes sense. I feel like the term work-life balance throws a lot of people off because you feel like you have to have this perfect 50-50 of how much you're going to give yourself to each part of you, you know, whether it's your work, whether it's your life, whether it's your family. But I truly believe that you can give yourself fully to certain things at certain times. And I really do believe that you need rest. And I think that you need to work out. And I think that you need time to spend with your loved ones. And you need times that you just got to hustle and get it done. So let's go over a few of these habits and then I'm going to share with you the number one thing that's helped me be super productive in the last six months and get more stuff done than honestly I've done in about two years. So let's go over these seven habits. The seven habits of highly effective people. Okay, I'm not going to read this like a college seminar because that's just going to bore you to tears because that's about how bad that seminar was that I went to, even though I did get some really good stuff out of it. And I believe I got a free book too, but um, we're going to make this a little bit more interactive and I'm going to give you some actual real stories that hopefully you can relate to and say, oh, okay, that's what that means. Okay, so the first one is number one, be proactive. So I want you to think of this in a way of being proactive instead of being reactive because that can make all the difference in the world. So a great example of this, and I know this is a very elementary way to describe this kind of situation, but it's what came to mind first. I think about kids, you know, they're all playing together and someone falls down. 
right? Your reaction is to run over and say, you know, are you okay? Do you need help? Are you hurt? Right? Like that's reactive to a situation. But if you want to be proactive in that kind of situation, as a mom, I'm sitting here thinking, hey, you need to wear your helmet. Hey, you need to not go so fast. You know, like this is, I guess that's like the helicopter mom in me, even though I don't normally parent that way. <laughs> but that's just a, an example of being proactive. Like if you have a business and you know that there's something coming down the pipeline, right? Like you know in the next month, you're going to be crazy busy because it's tax season. Let's just pretend like you're an accountant or you are a tax consultant or you have anything to do in the tax industry. You know it's going to be crazy busy in the next month, right? So plan for those things. Be proactive about it. Make sure you have, you know, extra help if you need help around the house, you know, or you need uh, your husband to help you you know, pick up the kids from school or take them on a Saturday somewhere so you can get more of your work done. Like just be proactive because you can look at your calendar. I can open up my calendar right now and tell you the areas of my life where I'm going to need extra help, whether it's planning for a birthday party or I know that I have a big product launch coming up or I know that I want to be out of pocket because I want to spend like very like a lot of quality time with my family if we're going to go on vacation or something like I can tell you right now in August Seth is graduating from his master's program and we are going to be celebrating because it has been a long road and I'm so proud of him and I can't wait for him to be done with his MBA so like I already know that week nothing is going to happen I'm not going to do any work we are just going to go on some vacation, we haven't even decided what we're going to do yet, but we are going to celebrate. But I'm already thinking about it. I'm proactive and I'm going to plan ahead for it to where I am not recording podcasts the week that we're going on vacation or doing blog posts or doing anything like that. Like I am just going to do all the things that need to happen either the week before or the month before, whenever, but just the idea is to be proactive all the time in all the things that you do. Obviously, you can't do this 100% of the time, but you know if this is something you need to work on. Like if you're burning the candle at both ends and you feel like you're running around like a crazy person all the time, take a step back, see where you can be proactive in your life instead of being reactive trying to put fires out all the time because that's exhausting. If that is you and you're just always going... I'm sure you're exhausted. So let's not do that anymore. Let's start being proactive to situations instead of reactive. Okay, so that's number one, be proactive. Number two is begin with the end in mind. So what is your goal? What are you trying to achieve? Whether it's in your personal life or your professional life, like whether it's a clean house or a project that you're managing or you want to grow your email list, or you want to lose 50 pounds, like whatever it is that you're trying to do, I want you to think about that and have that at the forefront of your mind when you're planning anything. So for example, I like to work out three days a week. And a few years ago, I did this because I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to feel good about myself. Now I am to a point to where I am maintaining my weight and I feel good, I feel healthy, but I know that that's a rocky slope, right? Like if, if you've been there, if you've ever 
been heavy and then lost weight and then think, oh, okay, well, skinny people, right? Like they just, they're skinny because they're skinny. And it's like, no, you actually have to work to get to a, and I don't even really like the term skinny, to a healthy weight, right? Because I don't consider myself skinny. I'm very healthy at my weight, but I'm not, definitely not skinny by any means. My nickname was Moose growing up. I will never be a skinny person because that's just not my body type. And I'm just, I'm curvy and I like it, okay? But anyway, I digress. What were we even talking about? Okay, yeah, we were talking about working out. So I used to work out to lose weight. Now I work out for sanity. <laughs> like as silly as that might sound, like I do. I work out because I just thrive on those endorphins and just a good sweat, like just sweating out the crazy. That's what Seth and I will call it. We're like, oh my gosh, like we haven't ran in forever or I haven't been to the gym. Like I just need to go sweat out the crazy because that's how it is. You know, like once you get a good workout in, you just feel like you could conquer the world. And so that's what I do now. I don't always love to do it, but whenever I sit down and plan out my calendar, like it's a non-negotiable for me. So that is beginning with the end in mind. Like I sit down to plan out my week and I just slip my workouts in there because I know it's got to happen. I know what kind of person I am when I don't work out and I don't really like her very much. She's not very nice to everybody and um, she's very scatterbrained and she's just, yeah, you don't, you don't want to meet her. <laughs> my alter ego, we'll call her that. But anyway, so just begin with the end in mind. What is your goal? Another thing that um, you can probably relate to is I want to grow my email list. So I concentrate on this whenever I'm planning my week, I'm planning my day, you know, whether it's just, okay, how can I get two more email subscribers today, right? Because that sounds doable. That doesn't sound like an impossible goal. I'm not saying, how do I get 2,000 more email subscribers today? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm beginning with the end in mind. I would like to grow my email list to where I am adding that many people to my list every day. Wouldn't that be nice, right? But every day, every week, every time you sit down to plan something, begin with your end goal in mind. Have that at the forefront of your brain all the time. And that will help you prioritize the things that you're going to do, right? Does that make sense? Like you want to make sure that you have that just right in front of you all the time because then whenever you get caught, right, you know what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh, y'all are about to totally relate to this. When you're sitting there scrolling through Instagram, like, oh, I'm watching these stories. And then 10 minutes later, you're like, wait, what am I doing? I was just totally working on something that is a priority that I need to get done today. And here I am scrolling through Instagram. Why? Why am I even doing this? I don't even care, you know, what she's wearing or what that guy's talking about or, you know, whatever. Like, I just, you get sucked into this vortex of social social media. And sometimes you don't come out for air for a long time. So just stop it. Ooh, I was talking to myself, y'all. I wasn't even talking to you. I'm talking, like, this is my inner workings coming out. Like, stop wasting time on social media when you know you need to accomplish things. You have a goal in mind. Just set out, get it done, and just keep it always in front of your mind. Okay, so that's number two. Begin with the end in mind. 
Okay, the third thing and the third habit that um, I want you to take into consideration is putting first things first. So what's the most important goal that you have in your business or your life? Like these are like the number one things that you should concentrate on first every single day. So there was a great book that um, was recommended to me several times before I ever actually read it. And um, I feel like it's one of those that I could read again because I listened to the audio version. Like if y'all know me, I, I love a good audio book. But I feel like this is one of those that I need to go actually get a physical copy of the book and do all of the exercises over and over again because there was just so much value. But it's called Eat That Frog. And I can't think of the author's first name. I know the last name is Tracy. I think it was Brian Tracy. That sounds right. But um, I'll definitely put the link to the book in the show notes. But it's this idea that if you do one task that will help you move everything forward faster, then do that in the first part of your day. Um, I believe it was Mark Twain that said if, you know, eating a frog is the worst thing you should do, like you could do all day, then do that first. And I don't know about you, but the thought of actually eating a frog, like, I mean, I live in Texas, I live in the South, where I've had frog legs at, you know, certain seafood restaurants, but the idea of eating a whole frog, like that's actually, it's kind of gross. Like it really grosses me out. And I see that and I'm like, ugh. But if I knew I had to do it, there was no way around it. You bet your butt I'm going to do it first thing in the morning and not put it off until, you know, midnight that night. So that's the idea. Like you take that one thing, that one big task That'll help you do everything else better and you do that first. So again, going back to are you trying to build an email list? Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to engage with your audience more online? Well, then do those things first. Try to get two more subscribers first thing in the morning or meal prep for the entire week on a Monday morning or send out five emails to prospective clients first thing as soon as you wake up. But the point is to do that one thing that will help you grow or progress further and faster first thing, first thing in the morning. So that's actually where I get the most productive like things done for my day is in the morning. It's when I have my quiet time. I get up at five and then I do my writing and my devotionals and my gratitude stuff between five and 530. And then after that, from 530 to seven, I have about an hour and a half of, okay, what do I need to do? And a lot of that is really planning. So I take that time and I plan out what I'm doing for that day or what I'm doing for the week or what I need to catch up on or what I need to, you know, what I can get ahead on for the next few days. And I take that time first thing in the morning because if I can plan out the rest of my day first thing in the morning, then I am a thousand times more likely to get stuff done than if I just leave it to chance which is what I used to do and I'll talk about that more in a little bit but um but yeah just definitely do first things first so that is number three put first things first number four is think win win so what's something that you can do that will pack like a double duty effect So, for example, we're just going to kind of hang around the idea of meal planning. 
because this is something I've been doing for years. And I'm not talking about milk prepping. I don't make meals like a week at a time for our family. I just, I don't do that. I know a lot of people that do and they're successful in losing weight that way. But like I said, that's, I'm not concerned with our family losing weight. I'm concerned with our family being healthy and you know, doing something that I enjoy because I actually like to cook for the family. So um, when I do my meal planning, it has that win-win effect because I get to decide in advance what we're going to eat over the next few days and go shopping for those items. Now, this is actually almost like one of those win-win-win situations that totally just reminded me of The Office. If you're an Office fan, you know what I'm talking about. Win-win-win. So, um, because it saves me time, it saves me money, and it saves my sanity because I ask the kids, like, hey, what do y'all want to eat this week? And I actually get a response from them, whether it's something that I'm like, okay, no, we're not going to eat that. You know, we're not going to have pizza seven meals out of the week. But at least I'll say, hey, you know, what's something we haven't had in a while that you'd like to eat? And so they get a little bit of the buy-in. So I don't hear as much complaining whenever I am serving up chicken and rice with veggies on a Wednesday night because I already asked them and they said, yeah, that sounds great. So, um, yeah, it's just a way of making decisions and prioritizing your day and your week and your month to have that like double duty effect. So what areas of your life like can you do this? Not just at home doing meal planning, but how can you apply this to your business? So I think of engagement on social media. I don't just put things out there just because, right? Or to get attention. I put things out there that deliver value because that is what keeps me engaged with other people that are online. I like to follow people that are delivering value to me and not just talking about themselves. So whenever I show up on social media or, um, you know, do a live video or post a blog post or share a tool that I found, I do that because I'm looking for that win-win effect. I'm trying to promote something or I'm trying to deliver value to a client, to my audience, but I'm also trying to get them to know me and to trust me and to like me because, right, like that's what we're ultimately going for, that know, like, and trust factor. So that is something that you can do with your business in an online presence is delivering value, engaging with your audience, and letting them know, hey, like you can trust me. I'm going to keep showing up for you all the time. And I actually kind of know what I'm talking about. So people will come back again and again to listen to what you have to say whenever you continue to deliver value to them. So that's number four. Think win-win. Or if you're an Office fan, think win-win-win. <laughs> okay, so number five is seek first to understand, then be understood. So this concept used to be really hard for me because I've always wanted to be understood. Like I'm a talker and I've had times in my life where I was just, I had a hard time listening to other people because I was always thinking, well, what am I going to say? Like somebody's in the middle of having like a long monologue and I'm not even really listening to what they're saying, right? Because instead I'm just listening to what 
is kind of going on in the conversation, but what I'm really trying to do is plan out what I'm going to say back to them, which is not a good listening skill at all. Like if you want to develop one thing in your life, I would have to say being an excellent listener is something that will take you very far in any relationship that you have, and um, especially in a personal relationship and in a professional relationship. Because whenever someone feels like you really hear them and understand them, they feel valued so much more. And um, to make it a point, like I've, I've tried to make it a point to listen five times more than I talk now, which is a really big thing for me because I just used to always just talk and talk and talk and I didn't care what anybody else had to say. And it's something that I have to say I'm still a work in progress, but I've definitely gotten better. I think it's something that the podcast has actually helped me get better at listening to others and listening with intention and listening without just waiting to respond to someone, actually listening to what they have to say and understanding what they're saying. But I also, I just love the saying that God gave us two ears and only one mouth for a reason, because we're supposed to listen twice as much as we talk. Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh, I'm going to say it again. And I did not come up with this. I actually don't remember where I originally heard it, but it's, God gave you two ears and only one mouth for a reason. We're supposed to listen twice as much as we talk. So be sure to use this concept in your business and in your daily life. And I promise you, you're going to progress a lot further, faster, just by this one concept. So number five is seek first to understand, then be understood. So number six is synergize. And I know that these habits are related to highly affected people and they're probably usually used in like a team environment most of the time. But how can you synergize other parts of your life? Like how can you create a schedule that allows for you to make the most out of your day? Here's some examples of what I've done in order to make the most out of my week and my months. So I started putting in at like the most important things for my calendar I started putting those things in first and it's funny because like these aren't necessarily things that people would consider important quote unquote like what's important to me may not be important to you but these are some of the most important things in my life in order to help me live happy and fulfilled like just be a happy and fulfilled person This is what I have to do. So some of them are working out, being able to write every single morning, being done with everything that I'm doing by the time the kids get home from school. Again, meal planning and cooking for my family. That just fulfills me and something that I like to do. Spending time with my audience almost every single day and creating time for Seth and I to have date nights. Like that is just a non-negotiable that has completely changed our relationship and that was one of our new year's resolutions was we're gonna have a date night every single month and I know for some people that go on date nights all the time then you're thinking oh just once a month but yeah it's what works with our schedule like I said Seth is doing his MBA right now the kids are really busy with a lot of things and so once a month is still a stretch, but we make it happen. And it's just been so amazing. We've had so many great experiences. But when I look at my calendar for the year, 
I'm already, or let's just say the next six months. So I'm recording this in March and I can look out six months from now and tell you, okay, this is the weekend we have free for a date night. This is when we have a wedding coming up. This is when the boys' birthday party is going to be. This is when we're probably going to go visit Seth's family out in West Texas. Like you kind of just have to know at a glance what you have on your calendar. And I'm not saying you have to plan every single day of your life, but to have the synergy within your calendar, within your life, with you know professional, personal, all of it, you have to know what's going on. So that's when I think of when I think of synergy. How can you live a happy and fulfilled life every single day? It's easy, guys. Like all you have to do is put in the most important things to you every single month, every single week. And even if you can, try to do it every single day. So for me, that's writing, that's working out three times a week, it's making time to like to spend quality time with my husband and to have movie nights with the kids it's to go visit my family in Fort Worth every so often like it's doing these things because it can become a drag right like if you don't have anything to look forward to or you just feel like you're just working constantly like there's no fun in that like if you're just working to work and hustle all of your life like what kind of life is that So make sure you're putting little nuggets of like just fun and energy and things that you love to do throughout your week or throughout your month. Or if you can, it would be amazing to drop something every single day that just makes you so happy. Put those things in your calendar. So number six is synergize. And number seven, and this is the last of the the habits, but um, I want to talk about number seven and then we'll recap everything that we've talked about but sharpen the saw number seven is sharpen the saw so when I think of the term like sharpen the saw I think of like using your best abilities and personality traits to make the most out of everything that you do so I know I'm awful at some things. Like there are just some tasks and some just, oh my gosh, some things that I just wish I did not have to do or I could just go my entire life without ever doing them again. If y'all have been following me for a while, you know one of those is laundry. And one of my goals in life is to be able to hire a housekeeper <laughs> that I can do, that oh, just can do all these things for me. Because I just, I don't, I'm, I'm not good at them. I do them, but oh my gosh, like I'm gritting my teeth right now, even just talking about it. But there are just some things that you have to do. Either, you know, you don't enjoy them or you can't outsource them just yet. So the way that I sharpen my saw in doing these things is I add more time into my schedule. So I have gotten in the habit of I would use or I used to be in the habit of just shoving as much stuff on my to-do list as I can. I would say, oh, I can get these 50 things done today. How productive is that, honestly? Really? Because even if you did all those things, you'd be absolutely exhausted at the end of the day. You probably wouldn't have sat down for two seconds and you're just going to be run ragged if you do your day every single day like that. So the idea is to, okay, I know there's a few days a week where I have to do laundry. And this is so funny. I feel like I talk about laundry all the time, whether it's on live video or whatever, but I do. Like it's a love-hate relationship. 
and it's not that I love it. I love to hate it because it's terrible. <laughs> anyway, but I know that whenever I do that, we have five people in our family. That's a lot of laundry. And if I wait for all of it to stack up for the weekend, that is literally all I would be doing all weekend. So I have to literally schedule it out. Like, okay, on Wednesdays, or on Thursdays, whatever day, I pick a day in the middle of the week and I say, okay, I'm going to do laundry on these days because I know I either I won't be recording or I won't be interviewing someone and I can have the washer and dryer going on in the background. Like it's not going to matter because I'm not recording anything. And I have to do that in like in my schedule. And I know it sounds so silly to do that, but I have to. Like I do that for my sanity because if I didn't do that, Either it wouldn't happen or I wouldn't have enough time to do it during the week and it would just stress me out more on the weekend. So give yourself some grace. Add in that buffer time to make those tasks happen that you just, you either don't love or you don't enjoy doing or outsource them completely. Like that's another option. Like if you know that there's something that you're awful at, like if you have an online business and you're terrible at graphics. You just have no idea what you're doing. You don't want to even try because it's just, it's not your cup of tea. Outsource it. There are so many talented graphic designers, graphic artists, and people that can just make some amazing Pinterest images or blog images or social media graphics, whatever it is that you need. There are some awesome people out there that that's all they do 24-7 and they're amazing So outsource that stuff, guys. Like, don't sit there and do it and force yourself for hours and hours to create something that you're still not happy with and you're just not, it's just, it's not a good thing. So that is what I consider sharpening the saw is outsourcing things that you're not good at or that you just don't have time for or adding in that extra buffer time. Okay, so let's recap the seven habits of highly effective people. So number one is be proactive. Number two, begin with the end in mind. Number three, put first things first. Number four, think win-win. Number five, seek first to understand, then be understood. Number six, synergize. And number seven, sharpen the saw. And I don't think I said this earlier, but the title of this book is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I know I said that, but it's by Franklin Covey. So if you want to grab a copy of this book, I highly recommend it. There is way more details in there about how you can apply these to your business life. And I think that they've probably added some personal factors into um, the curriculum that they teach because I know that they have all kinds of amazing things on their website and I will link to that in the show notes as well. But I, this is just something that I'm very passionate about and looking back, I can see how I've implemented so many of these things into my life every day and I think that, you know, hey, whatever helps me, I know it can help someone else. So the other thing I want to talk about today is the tool that has helped me so much in the last six months, and that is my Living Well Planner. So Ruth Sukup is actually a blogger that I've followed for many years now, and she developed this planner that is all about time blocking, which is part of um, another time management training that I did a long time ago. But um, 
I didn't implement it the way that she teaches it with her planner. So what I used to do is I used to do what I call a brain dump. And, you know, you literally just write everything that you're thinking, right? Everything in your thoughts. You know, if you know in a month from now you have to pay your pest control people or you have to get your oil changed or you have to you know, do your inspection for your car or any other number of things, right? I'm thinking about this on a personal level. Or you know that you have a product launch coming up or that you have a big conference that you have to attend or one that you're throwing. Like that is what a brain dump looks like. You write everything down that you can think of and then you're going to prioritize those things and, you know, give them an A priority, B priority, C priority, and then go through and number them based on priority. Um, this is something I did for a long time. And I got to be honest, like this just didn't work for me because I would have a never ending list of tasks that I had every single week. And it was just one long list. And yeah, I did a great job at making this list beautiful. And it was formatted so pretty. And I would check things off as they happened. But most of the time they didn't happen very quickly. Like it was just one of those things that I just kind of put it on there. And I felt accomplished because I put everything on paper. But then nothing really happened. Because I wasn't setting deadlines to have these things done by like yeah I knew I needed to take the dry cleaning at some point this week but I didn't pick what day that was going to be or I knew that I needed to go to the grocery store but I didn't put on there when that was going to happen or I knew I needed to make sure and do a dentist appointment for my oldest son but I didn't say I'm going to do that on Wednesday at 10 a.m. So what I do now with the planner, what's really cool about it is it's there's ability to time block your day. So literally from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., there is a space in the planner that gives you like a week at a glance. And every weekday, you can go through and put exactly what's going to happen every hour of the day if you wanted to I don't plan every single hour I kind of do it in blocks like I'll take a highlighter and highlight certain areas like okay from 8 to 11 Monday Wednesday and Friday I'm gonna plan on that be the time that I go to the gym come home take a shower get ready do any kind of laundry or house stuff that needs to happen so I just immediately block off those three days in my week for like my personal time, my personal home time, which Neelan is with me and we go to the YMCA and he hangs out in the kid watch while I work out. And then when we come home, we kind of do stuff, whether it's play Play-Doh or he likes to play in that like kinetic sand, whatever it is. Like he loves playing in that kind of stuff or he has puzzles or he watches his show, whatever it is. Like we have a routine what we do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but it's the same thing every single week. So I block that out and I know that that is going to happen in the same way every single week, no matter what's going on. And it's just, it's a priority. Like it's just dumped in there that way. So another thing that's really helped me is doing these week at a glance goals. So I can look at my week and say, okay, Well, first of all, let me back up. I can look at my monthly goals. That's another cool thing about the planner is there's a place where you can write out, what do you want to accomplish this month? 
What do you want to make happen, right? Going back to eat that frog, like what's the one big thing that if it were to happen this month would make the biggest impact in your life, in your business, personal, professional, whatever? What is the one big thing that you can do? And I've mentioned this before, but growing my email list has been a very big priority for me. So I put that in there and I say, okay, I want to grow by X amount and I want to see the results of that by March 31st. So I plan out in the actual planner. It's really cool because you can plan out the project. Well, how are you going to get there? What are the dates that you need to be aware of? What are the goals? Like, how are you going to make this measurable? And you can actually plan it out. Like, well, what's going to be a possible obstacle? How are you going to overcome that? So it's really cool to be able to um, strategize your different goals that you have. So now you have this monthly goal and you can break it down into a weekly goal. Okay, what are you going to do this week to grow your email list or to serve the list that you already have? And one of those things that I do is I send out my weekly newsletter and I have that as a list or a priority that I drop into my calendar on my list every single week. So every Friday morning I wake up and that is my priority number one. That is my frog for the day, if you will. I make sure that I don't do anything else on a Friday morning but write my newsletter. And I've tried, sometimes I'll write it on Thursday evenings, but I find it best if I write it fresh Friday morning because I always have like something like an added antidote to put in the newsletter because I send it out Friday at like 7.45 a.m. Central Time. So it's kind of cool to have that like on the spot This is what's going on, and I just I really enjoy doing that for my audience. So that is a weekly priority for me. I make sure that nothing gets in the way of that because I want that to happen every single week, no matter what. So that goes on my weekly, this is what I'm going to get done. I also produce this podcast, and that's something that I have to make sure gets done on a weekly basis. So what I'll do, we're kind of working backwards. You have your monthly goal, then you write out your weekly stuff, and then you have your daily goals. So instead of what I used to do, which is just working off of the huge brain dump list, now I go through and I time block um, different times where I'm going to be actually working, like my work hours versus my personal hours. So I already told you Monday, Wednesday, Friday is dedicated to 8 to 11, let's say, is dedicated to working out, getting ready, hanging out with Neelan for a little bit, and just like planning for the day, basically. Like take take care of yourself, like take a shower, put on some makeup, get dressed, whatever, and then you're going to start your day probably around 1 o'clock. And that's usually what happens because we have lunch between 11 and 12. I try to get Neelan to lay down for a nap. Uh, he's three that doesn't always work so I kind of have to improvise um, on those days that he doesn't nap but then I block off between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. to get the bulk of my work done because I'm also a stay-at-home mom and I have to work within the parameters of what I can do in those few hours so actually time blocking has really increase my productivity because now I know that if I'm going to do laundry or if I'm going to do something else that is not work related, I do those in the morning hours or I do those at a time when the kids are home and I don't have to solely focus on work stuff. Like I can 
multitask or do something with them while I'm doing, you know, the dishes or laundry or cooking dinner because it's important to me that I get the most important stuff done for my work, for my business in those hours that I've allotted. I hope that makes sense. And I think that this is one of those things too that should be another um, another video. And I've done a few Facebook Lives on these. So I'll link to that in the show notes because this planner has just been so amazing and helping me be way more productive. I started it um, at the beginning of the school year. So I know a lot of people like to start planners in January. I actually really like starting this at the beginning of the school year because that's how the kids and I run. Like we don't go from January to December. We start in August to May. And then, you know, the summer is a different story. But um, but yeah, it's just been, it's been so awesome. And I will link to that in the show notes. And I will... Um, also put in there, I did an unboxing whenever I first got the new planner and it's so pretty y'all. Oh my gosh. I love this planner. It's just so floral and pretty and just, I just, I love it. I love it so much because I'm proud to carry it around. I know that sounds really silly, but I like to take it with me places. And then people say, Ooh, where'd you get your planner? Cause I feel like it's like this exclusive thing. Like, Oh, you, you know, you can only get it certain times a year and it's, you know, it's, it's very special. Maybe that makes me snooty. I don't know, but I like it. (laughs) So anyway, that is all I have for you today. We talked a little bit about time management and prioritization and the seven habits of highly effective people by Franklin Covey. So you should go grab that book. It is amazing. And I will, like I said, link to their resources that they have online because they're they're just really awesome to go check them out and to be be a more effective person, be more productive. And um, the tools that I use to do that are the Living Well Planner and really just prioritizing what is most important in my life. And that is the things that fulfill me, like working out, spending time with my family, having date nights with my husband, and getting as much done in the work hours that I have in my day to meet my goals. But that does it for episode number 38. So remember to go check out the show notes and see all the resources for the seven habits of highly effective people and the link to the Living Well Planner in the show notes. Subscribe to the show and leave a review. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And remember, keep it up, rookies. We all have to start somewhere.